Hello and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California. It's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. Finally another episode. Deanne, you can stop harassing Ed. Bode Steel, you can stop harassing me. We finally get another show in. For everyone's favorite segment of Hot or Not, I'm a little hot on the mic. Yeah, I need to chill. <laughs> I have that chill out. Hell yeah, let's go. You ready yet? Oh, I'm ready. You sound like you've been ready. I'm gonna, that's right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with their hosts and boys, James and Ed. Ed, another two weeks have passed. We've been very busy, mm-hmm. but how are you? Also, a reminder. Before we forget, there is timestamps in the descriptions to if you ever want to just jump anywhere part of that like freaking episode, you just want to go through it for, you won't hurt my feelings. That's right. But usually we start the show catching up a little bit. A little bit. Ed, what have you been up to since the last time? We have cast. Hey guys, I'm Edward. Welcome back to my mom's favorite podcast. So, well, you know, um semi big uh life thingy or whatever that obviously you know about i'm back in school now i went back to college um taking some entry level stuff in the uh what you might call it the 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 general business field of things or whatever and <clears throat> yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much pretty much it uh we played a show uh last week yeah how do feel to do that uh honestly pretty good well besides the fa- I don't think I've ever sweated so much in my life. And I'm talking like spending hot summers in Fresno, talking going to Disneyland in the middle of summer in my life. I don't think I've ever sweated as much as that wizard show where we were in that coffee Yeah, shop. no, I think a fucking fan would have been warranted on that show. But we had to make a decision between a fan or a smoke machine. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier when we were chilling, I thought you and good friend Dylan did a good job on the show. Where I, on the other hand, I felt I was a little fucked, but... I mean, I would never say you did bad. I don't think it was. I don't even think it was a negative performance, honestly. But I, but for I, me, I thought it was, it was just good. like I was like sitting there. It's like, bro, I don't know if I should be doing this. <laughs> I think I should get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. Eh? Unfortunately, no, because it was set. I didn't give a fuck. My goal was to make sure, like, I'm curious to see how many people would leave during our set, <laughs> which was hilarious because I stopped to go fill up water. And people thought the set was over, but I just came back and played some more. I was like, ha, 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 lol. Yeah. I think our band, I, I kind of just do stupid shit. A little bit. Just saying. Just a little bit. A little bit. But besides that, yeah, no, I've just been uh, <clears throat> I've just been chilling, you know, just... just uh, well, no door, no, dude, no door, no door dash stories? Wait, have you actually hit class yet? Yeah, no, no. Class, what, class, first day of class was the first day after that show. Damn, do you hate it yet? No, not yet. Um, although, so I'm taking an in. Uh, so this is gonna be a fun blast from the past. So one of the semester assignments for one of the classes, it's an intro to business class. They want to do that thing we did in high school where we go to a business person and conduct an interview. You know that thing that I did for uh, Central Coast Music, but like our freshman year or whatever. Damn, really? Yeah. Um, and it's beside and um and like real like. Uh, homework starts this week for the other class I'm doing where it's like, okay, you know, 
take uh, whatever, you know, you know, you got your book. So take the notes and then do the homework and then <clears throat> get ready for a test in a few weeks. And, you know, I have classes on Tuesday and Thursday. So Wednesday, it's like, OK, that can be the homework day. But it's like funds are low. So I would like to hit some DoorDash. But that's going to be tough because uh, this weekend is Metallica which is a Christmas gift. So it's like, so that's, so this week is going to be kind of crunch for me. I need to get through, I need to get through two, uh, I need to get through two homework things, try to make some money and then go see Metallica. Hit a theory for me. Hmm. Do you think you could do homework in the middle of class? Uh, only, no, only because it's all online through the, through the school site. Damn. Yeah. So wait, you do the shit at home, right? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Damn, I'm probably gonna have to get it. Honestly, I'm probably gonna have to. Ju- I'm probably just gonna have to get a head start on it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't mind doing it, but it's just it, it's because of the fact that the concert's coming up, and, and I want to be. I want to be trying to make money. Well, because one of the things is due Sunday, but the other ones due Friday. So it's and I, I just want to go into this weekend as stressless as possible. You should try. Yeah. So cram- So you got the next four days to cram. Four day, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a little bit of cram, yeah, and and trust well, get me, get to work then, and trust me, get it like making the time ain't the problem, you know, it's uh, like I can, you know, I can put down the controller when I have to. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that keeping my retention and doing stuff is that I'm not. It's just, well, you're I'm, a little I'm, ADD. I'm, I guess I'm just a piss poor studier. <laughs> like, okay, when I when the teacher, it like like the one in my business class, she's very direct. Tells you exactly what you need to know, highlights the shit, and it's just like, okay, this is going to be on the homework, and this is going to be on the test. Got through the homework, no problem. And she's like, oh, yeah, every 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 homework assignment is going to be like that. I'm like, that's sick. That's awesome. But not every teacher's like that. So I'm hoping that, um, that, my, that my other classes will be able to trim the fat, as it were, you know? Dude, fucking. That's all I, that's all I hope for. Try to think of since last time we fucking podcast. Fuck, dude. Well, every fucking weekend I've been having to do a show. But thankfully, running sound's been able to give me gas money to pay for the week. So That's true. I'm not going broke doing these shows. Actually, it's like the opposite. I'm actually doing okay getting paid running sound and like playing these shows. But fuck. <laughs> these be some tiring weekends. Dude, August is fucked, all right? There, I've had to do something every fucking weekend. It's two more weekends. Yeah. And in September, I'm chilling the fuck out. I'm just going to hang back. I'm going to record. I think we could be able to podcast at least maybe three times next month. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm praying for it. I'm praying for it. I'm praying for it. I'm praying for it. All right. They have to, like, if they hit me up for a show, it has to be a sick band. It has to be actually something sick. If it's just something, like, mid, I'm going to go, like, nah. Miss me with that shit. And like, no, I'm not the only one. All the homies I, were going like, dude, I want September to just be a break. And I'm like, dude, I know. Because <laughs> believe me, dude, these like shows playing at the coffee shop, they've been feeling a little worn. These have been turning a little bit more chill. And like the turnouts hasn't been as like sexy as it has been in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so obviously the biggest turnout show was like the earlier in the month when I did the indie head show or so, which no, was yeah. fine for it being in the summer and like no, no one in school and shit. But for it, like elsewhere. Well, OK, I did play a show in a parking lot in Santa Maria and people would say it's sick for me. I was just like, yeah, no, this is like. The parking lot shows in Santa Maria like a year ago before the homies like spot that we're doing it. Homie got canceled for being a fucking dickhead. So, 
Oh wait, yeah, no, I, yeah, that I was remember, the yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, no, it's the homie, uh, it's the Hermes Star Starling. So. Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah, dude, Star Lord or Star Boy. Yeah, fucking it, like it's just been fucking busy with that shit. Like it's been cool. It's been cool to kick back and bullshit and shit. Like last night's show was chill, except for the last band I had to play. It. There was only like ten bodies in there. I was like, yeah, I think we need a break. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We've had too many shows, and I think people have realized that. And it was like, don't matter anyway. The band still got like. $190. Oh. So usually I'm sitting there I was like, hey, if there's no one that's there for the <laughs> bands, I at least want to try to get them paid. Like, no, the band that we had coming up this weekend, totally fucking sick. Like, dude, the fucking Santa Maria parking lot show, they made like $390. Wow. Yeah, I took 40 of it because I was freaking running. I wanted gas money. And then freaking I took like whatever, like 40 from last night or so. But like the two bands that travel, shit, they got like 190 each. So I'm like sitting there, I was like, yeah, I felt sorry that there was more po- more people hanging out with the gore noise set with me shaking my booty and hitting the shifter. And and I was laughing at people that started like slam dancing during the gore, the gore noise. And I was like, what? Was that a typewriter? No. Then Oh. Well, I, I was, said gore noise. Well, yeah, but you also said shaking your booty. You can't exactly shake your booty if you're drumming. I wasn't drumming. Oh. I was hitting the shifter. Oh, oh, I get it. Never mind. Yeah, come on. Yeah, no, I was doing like last minute shifter for encephalopathy or whatever the fuck you pronounce the name. Slipopathy. Encephalopathy. Oh, no. Okay. I couldn't pronounce it. I was just sitting there with the hyperblast shaking Enslaved my booty. Enslaved Slipknot. Sure. <laughs> that sounds fucking cringe. <laughs> but either way, either way, either way, either way. I've been busy with shows and I got two more weekends. Hey, this next weekend, I'm going out to LA, but I get to kick it with Mr. Hot or Not. Fuck, I'll, I'll even see that all in pay per view with Mr. Hot or Not. Yeah, yeah. I'll see how cool that show is. Alone AEW with two pay per views in the what? Two pay per views, like two weekends in a row, seems a little thin. Yeah, that's. And my care yeah. just a little down. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate because, you know, they, they've, they've got. Um, when they're when they actually like you know like put the gas on the build, I'm like okay, I'm getting invested here. But they got that next show right after, and it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. Like, kudos for them for booking a huge ass stadium. But yeah, that Wembley should feel like a should feel like a WrestleMania. Oh, dude, and in some ways it does, but it could be even just fucking bigger. Oh, dude, you know what's crazy? Uh, so I had a pseudo podcast. Right? Like today, when I was going to grab motor oil before grabbing a brekkie burrito before hitting up your pad. Yeah. So after I grabbed the motor oil, you know what's fucking cringe? What? So have you ever like dealt with those motherfuckers or have seen those motherfuckers when like someone like has they, like pulled in front of them a little close for comfort, but obviously like no accident happened. Oh, yeah. I swear, sure, sure. this fucking like dude that looked like in his fucking 70s are just sitting there going, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Smart move. And I was like sitting there just like waiting what for him to pass. And I'm like, yo, homie, did you graduate high school in 2013 or something? Because you look like you're fucking 70. Stop being cringy <laughs> and old and move on with your life already. <laughs> what little's left? What little's <laughs> left? Seriously. Fuck. Don't you have something better to do than act that, that act that dumb? That's uh, yeah. I, I, I see a lot of people like that. Uh, on the road and like I can mostly handle it for the most part but there are times when it pisses me off the ones that piss me off are the ones that uh that tailgate my ass and like they do the thing where they pass me where there's like this much space between me and them and you know they make a gesture or whatever but but because I was going too slow for them keep in mind 
I'm talking a situation where we're in a 65 doing 80 and that's too slow for them. And it's just like, man, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, for real Z. Shit like shit, shit like that. Oh my God. There's, there's so much shit. There's so many shitty drivers out there. Oh, just dude. Or, chat just, my or just people doing cringy ass shit. Yo, speaking of shows. Yeah, yeah. So fucking hilarious. Dude, I swear. I don't know what's been these past two shows. I've been at just like doing stuff at Dark Nectar. There's always been this like fucking 40, late 30s or early 40s. Some fucking cringy old dude that's coming in that gets fucking hammered and it's just always sitting there being like a nuisance. Are you talking about the dude that literally got thrown out at yeah, the Yeah, dude. Show? So there was yeah. that guy and there was also a guy from last night's show or okay. so. Like that guy that got thrown out, did you hear like him like fucking after? Because like he was having like, dude, he was having fucking pit beef with like Coleman and you were bullshitting with Coleman too. Yes. Col- yeah, Coleman specifically told me about what was going on. Yeah, dude. Coleman's a super chill dude. He's awesome. Like all he does wants to get rowdy but he ain't there to fuck people up. But he's not like an ass. Yeah, yeah, but dude, this fucking dude, this drunk dude, this drunk dude wanted to fucking beef with him, and he was fucking sloshed. And like after Coleman, being the polite gent he is, was going up asking, like, "Yo, what was the beef?" And obviously, <laughs> the dude's sitting there just going, "I know how to act at metal shows. I've been going to metal shows since ever." Um, yeah, cool. Did so, he say some shit to Coleman yeah, like yeah, yeah. you were grabbing on me or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Do you grabbing on me? It's like, dude, I'm. Having fun is like, dude. Yeah, no, he did say something yeah, like that. Yeah, and me and Coleman, also, and then the, yeah, the bouncer like, were yeah, like, Have like, you been in a mosh pit? And it's like, he's like, Hey, I've been training special forces, all right? <laughs> okay, uh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah, dude, that's what fucking Coleman told me. Oh, and I God. was howling. I was like, Bro, what? <laughs> Bro, yeah, why I, the fuck did a homie say that? No. And then yeah, next, I did not hear that part. Last night, my life. Bandmate Jackson, his fucking neighbor, who's this old skatehead that used to have a skate shop in a Tascadero, but then another board shop opened across from him and he had to close up shop. That sucks. Oh, it does suck economically. But either way, fucking homie in the fucking middle. Like, dude, we're literally sitting there like talking about the last band. There's only like 10 bodies there. Homie outside fucking faded. It was all coming up. I'm hanging out just like just wanted to bullshit with Seb. And then homies just like next band. I, I want to see everyone circle pit for the next band. All right. I just want to see everyone circle pit for the next band. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm running sound. I'm just going to chill and wanna watch the hyper blast. But you do you, bud. Let's say, yeah, all, and then, all like, 10 no, of them. It was fucking hilarious because, like, after the fucking show, he, like, because, like, homie was, like, hammered, but he had to go skateboard home. And he's using a big old cruiser board. He almost eats shit, like, bouncing out. And I was just sitting there. I was like, damn, if only. If yeah. only you eat it, eating shit. The almost. Yeah. I was, and then I was like sitting there when we we're kicking it in and out. It's like, bro, what is the fuck is up with these over 35 year old dudes fucking wanting to like get hammered and try to prove something to these fucking kids who aren't acting like a fool? No, this old head is acting the biggest fool of out of everyone. Well, the only answer I can think of, and I know that this might get homie has kids. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Excuse the, me, what? The, the skater, dude, the skater head has fucking three children. And he's sitting there, it's like, yeah, I was like being the most fucking faded out of everyone and acting like the biggest idiot. Guy, you know what that reminds me of when we went to, what show did we go to? I think it was, um, I, I think it was, uh, was it one of those not, was it that not fest, odds fest thing we did in San Bernardino? Well, okay, either, well, either way. Here's the thing. The point I suspect, I suspect a, there are a thousand of those heads. Well, this, this is there was, there was literally dude, a guy. Bro, there's at literally that, like 20 people in here and he's the oldest fucking guy and he's the most fucking sla- sloshed guy. Well, the reason why I brought that up was because there's a guy around that, there was a guy I remember around this dude's age. He was there with his wife, 
and like two kids and the guy wanted to go mosh but his wife got pissed because she wanted him to like you know stay around and you know because they're they, they were like next to the mosh pits like outside the border but he wanted to go mosh and he was all pissed at that and he was all pissed at his wife because she didn't want him to go mosh and he was just like he i i i might be getting this wrong but i swear i heard him say something to the effect of you promised i could rage during the set what a fucking lo- yo seriously <laughs> What's up with these fucking loser-ass parents that just like... Well, because I was going to say, I'm, this answer might get some folks ants in the pants, but it's the only thing I can think of. Toxic masculinity. Or they're just shitheads. Either or. Yo, Susie, <laughs> homie, you're like 40. And you, you can see everyone here under the, that's like barely the age of 20 or under... Yeah. Aren't even acting half the fool you are. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, Calm down, bro. I remember. There's uh, only ten people here. How about you just vibe up with the band and fucking chill? Oh, dude, I need a rage. Um, you're proving nothing. You're just gonna end up getting roasted on a podcast the next day, bro. I remember oldest brother Johnny told me the story of when he saw uh, when he saw Pantera. He was about my age, maybe a little younger, but he was definitely in his twenties. And he had told I'm saying, me you how you keep talking about. Uh, I, I, I gotta hear where this punchline goes. Well, it's not so much a punchline, but he he had just. I remember he had told me um, this is when I was like uh, mid late teens or whatever. You know, you know, I used to actually like mosh now and then. And he was like, "Oh man, I remember when he saw that, and I thought he said he'd seen Rage Against." machine too could be wrong but point is pantera show he said yeah that was like the last time he had mosh he was like a little younger than i am now and he was just like yeah after that i was just i'm over it <laughs> you know and that's kind of where <clears throat> and he and him and even um his friend josh who was the guy i told you who said he'd seen slayer like 20 times or whatever yeah even he's like yeah after a while he's just like who cares i just want to listen to the music yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like headbang, rock out, but you know, then it's. But I, but my complaint is like, dude, these forty-year-old parents, yeah, acting dumber than the children, yeah, at the show, and you know that kid's gonna grow up presenting the dad who wanted to go rage instead of protect him from the from the other. Is he? Well, I think maybe. that was a little over dramatic right there. Well, maybe. Let's just laugh at the fucking guy that homie needed his fucking wife's permission to rage. That was funny. He was like, I want to rage today, and I was like. Maybe you should have went to the show by yourself. You know, it's funny thinking, uh, adding on to your thing about the show we played with the dude they throw out. At the time when I first saw it happen, I felt kind of bad because, so I was kind of keeping to myself yeah, a dude, bit. Homie got swarmed by everyone to shove his fucking ass out. Yeah, it was funny. And but, I was like, damn, dude, homie acting like a fool. Well, because like, so I was kind of keeping myself because you were busy and I'm cool with with like, yeah, I homies, am homie, homie said with Seb and Jackson, but like everyone else there is your guys' friends and I didn't really like... You know, I wasn't really socially feeling up to try to like awkwardly like try to force into a conversation or something. So I'm just chilling, sitting to myself. The homie comes up to me and he actually sits down and talks to me. And, you know, we're You're making about the, faded, oh, the yeah. faded dude. Yeah. He sits down and talks to me oh, for dude, a bit. I remember he was hitting me up trying to say shit. And I was sitting there. I was like, oh, wow, dude, that's so cool. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. It wasn't anything deep. I and was, like, I was ignoring him. Like, dude, I was staring in space and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you said. For context, it was hard for me to keep up with him because I had uh, woken up from a nap and uh, that I took on the couch. And uh, but, yeah, I know he's talking. He's cool. And then he's like, he's like, hey, man, what's your name? He didn't. You know, he's drunk. So he's like, hey, man, what's, what's your name? Hey, man, what's your name? Oh, I'm it's like, uh, oh, um, no, oh, he introduced himself first. He's like, hey, man. I forget his I forget hey his man. actual name. He's hey like, hey man, my name's such and such. My friends call me Squirrel. And you're like And I'm cool. like, hey, I'm Edward 
friends call me Ed. He's like, all right, I'll see you around, brother. Then, like, not even 10 minutes later, I see his ass get fucking yeeted out of the building. I'm like, well, there goes that guy. Yeah. I'm saying, homie could be someone's parent. Yeah. And he's acting more dumb. Is that, that's the guy that has three kids? Or are you talking about the guy from the show after I that? don't know. But he okay. looked like he's someone's parent. No, he, he does. He does. I'm just saying. Got a kid or two somewhere. I was like, yo, dude, I've been to both shows. I know how to act. I was like, but this is like a DIY show. You don't know how to act. And then you'll look more dumb, bro. Chill out. Yeah, I don't. Yo, vibe with the room. Dummy. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a simple thing for us, but maybe for someone else it's not so simple. Maybe maybe it's, it's in their blood to rage or whatever. No, maybe they need to pop in my shoes and have all these tiring weekends and realize, all right, it's okay just to chill. You know what? That's true. A lot, not all, but a lot of those people like that. They're either not musicians who are in bands, or they're not, or they're not someone that's ever helped set out or keep, set up or keep a show running. Because you know, just I mean, if he's trying to hit you up while you're clearly busy, I mean that's. Just, you know, that that's pretty apropos of that. Well, either way, I think we've uh, spent a lot of time catching up talking about these dumb heads. Yeah, I felt like it was worth bringing up. No, it, it was good. I'm just saying if you have kids, it was good radio. How about you don't. Fu- it's OK to have a couple drinks. You said but, I could rage. But if you're like acting, if you're acting way more immature than the fucking 18 year old. Yeah. Then what's Re- the- reevaluate something? I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Look in the mirror. <laughs> Calm down change it get some help <laughs> fucking for real whatever all right let's borrow on the hot or not hot or not all right for this week's hot or not i already like so with jake send it i already knew the band so it's oh, like, okay i already knew the band so I'm not shocked by it, but this honestly, is, this is going to be more of an Ed, more of an Ed focused reaction. Well, because this is a this is his plan B. He said he wanted to do something else, but the song drops tonight. So. Well, that sounds like a bone steel problem and not a uh, triple D radio show problem. Okay. So, Mister Hot or Not, in a two minute and 20, 26 second long audio clip, what do you have for us today? I'm curious if I fucked him oh, up. Oh, okay, so. So let me get this straight. I have to wait three and a half weeks to submit her hot or not. And yeah. then I take 30 minutes after when asked and all of a sudden I need to be held accountable. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Nah. I nah, think nah. it is you two who need to be held accountable. And for everyone listening to my voice memo, yeah, these yeah. guys don't put out podcasts in timely <laughs> manners because they think that they want to fucking hang out at coffee shops and do fucking blast beats and be all... Gen Z, steam off, fucking gas He's projecting lit, your gimmicks on Mid me. fucking whatever the lingo is today. Okay? So, anyways, and now James is typing, ruining my voice memo. Uh, <laughs> he's probably going to tell me that I need to submit a voice memo. I already fucking know. So stop typing with the little dots. Anyways. Actually, that's so let me I explain. Said. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. So, long story short. I love you, Jake. This week's really song do. is dedicated to my boba person because I go to this boba shop like two, three times a week at the mall. Sick, sick. Oh, okay. So now, so now it's is it it's insta hot. Okay, well, fine. All right. So you're I already knew the man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, it's too late. I've already submitted it. I've already submitted it. Anyways, I got James messaging me over here. I'm not even gonna Getting spoil real postmodern. It. In All right, here. stop. 
rewind. We're starting this, and here we go. I'm choosing <laughs> this because I'm dedicating it to my very bubbly, sweet boba worker at Sweet Boba at the Main Place Mall, okay? Not only does she remember my name and my order, but last time I was there, she was like, oh, it's, no, it's so nice to see you. You always look so handsome. And I was like, you know what? That that was nice. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that compliment. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the compliment when my old 65-year-old Korean hairdresser a week beforehand said that she would be Jake with me instead of her husband if she was 30 his, years uh, younger. But this is a very bubbly, nice girl that works at the boba shop, and she's always very sweet. And so Must we're just going to go with her this right now. Uh, anyways, fucking... There you go. That's the hot or not. I got to go do things. He didn't even introduce the band. He didn't say the song. Yeah. Well, well, so James, what is this week's hot or not? So this week's hot or not, I have known this band before and it's Odeboke Beaver. And this is their song, Light My Fire, which I wrote to Jake, as you heard halfway through the voice memo. I was like, Odeboke Beaver, it's so hot with me. So you already know my reaction. I don't think I've actually, now it's an Ed Purpose one. I have not heard of this project, so let's check it out. Odeboke Beaver. Let's... Have you heard this? You haven't heard the song, have you? No, maybe. I don't know. Okay. We will see. Let's rock. Yeah. Whenever it plays. There we go. Yeah, I heard the song. I see. So, oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, dude, this band's fucking wild. Okay, as I, gnarly as they are, dude, they actually played a lot more indie heads. Okay, I've talked to them about, I've talked to you about them before, but they they remind me of, um, they remind me of um, well, Maximum the hormone. hormone, yeah. Who are you going to say it? Well, if you listen to the band, you'd hear it too. Yeah, but I'm not hearing a bunch of metal influence. For me, it just seems a lot more fast indie or punk oriented stuff. Well, yeah, it is. Reminds me of like, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, the fast bits. It reminds me a lot of like uh, early 80s, like West Coast hardcore punk. It's, I can barely see, I can kind of see it, but the music video, because Jake sent us a music video, this music video is, is yeah, all just, over the place in a fun way. Well, there's no like crazy visual all over the place. It's just like crazy camera shots. Yeah, yeah, very fast paced. No room to breathe. Is it an all chick band? Yes. Mm. Yeah, they actually I, came I through like last like year or really? earlier in the year. So I was like, damn, that would have been sick. I saw some photos. I saw Rob Coon take some pictures of them. So I was like, damn, that would have been sick as fuck to actually catch that. But I don't live in the Bay Area, so fuck me. Oh, they came to the where they go, Oakland. Somewhere in the Bay Area. I think they played it in San Fran because oh. they played like the Grand. Yeah, it was like Grand American Hall. 
So obviously, it's so hot with me. I already know this band. This band, I already, I like, fu- I already fuck with. So there's actually a sick meme. There's like a sick fucking like meme viral video of like the like drummer playing this fucked beat stupidly fast. It's insane. I was like, bro, what the fuck? But I don't know how long it'll take me to find that video. But obviously, it's been stated. Instead of hot with me, but for you, Ed. What do you think of Odeboak Beaver? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'd give him a hot. I don't really have much insight, but yeah, it was. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that their sound, that their general sound, is probably more. I don't know if eclectic story, but just you know, it goes in different ways. Besides that song that Jake sent, but yeah, no, they sound cool. I could I could see myself listening to them. I don't have much to say. It's a like I said, it's kind of a more. Um, not a simple song. I just don't have a lot to say about it. No, just it was cool. I give it a, a hot. A simple song? Not simple like in the song itself, but like it's just as simple to digest. It's it's a compared to a lot of other stuff Jake sends us. This was a, yeah, it's a lot easier to digest. You know, especially you know what it is. It's because Jake isn't trying to sell us on a bunch of uh, on a bunch of tattooed pretty boys. You know, trying yeah, to no, try, it, trying to be all hard or no, it's a listen bunch to of, their sick no, it, Peyton Parrish production. Yeah, no, or say no, it's a bunch of tiny Japanese women with most likely actual raw straightforward. That's the actual, word I'm looking for. Straightforward. Yeah, dude, it's a bunch of tiny Japanese women with raw production and playing actually stupidly energetic. Yeah, yeah, and that's why for me it's like There's yeah, kind of it's, something old school about it too that I in the in the sound that I really like too. Yeah, it's called. There's no produ- This doesn't have over excessive production. Well, yeah, sure. Those are what real instruments sound like. Yeah, or at least that's what I hope. So it don't sound over. Uh, to me, it doesn't sound overproduced. Oh no, no, no. It no. just sounds wild and. Straight. It sounds like it has just the right amount of. It's production. like it's like it, it's like I'm just saying. It's also really fucking intense too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Live those, uh, like their live shows pop. Dude, off. it's pop. And that's the thing. It's not gonna be. It's not like a bunch of fucking rockers or punk heads either. It's like literally gonna be a lot of college indie heads. Yeah, you you said that earlier. Or yeah. fucking weebs. Let's be real. Well, I mean, let's be real. Well, I wouldn't deny that. Yeah. I'm just saying there's gonna be a lot of weebs there. But that band has a lot of crossover. And I'm just saying, I was like, that's sitting good. There, that's a recipe yeah, for success. I was like sitting there when Jake shared it. I was like. This is different, and that's why I was like, Odeboke Beaver, instant, dude, insta hot with me. I'm trying to think, is this? I even like, dude, that no, it's crazy. Two weeks in a row, yeah, two weeks in a row. Jake has got me to say hot. Here it comes, bro. Here comes the streak, dude. Jake is on the streak. He's on a streak. I know. It was actually hilarious when I was like, dude, my message sent, and he's like, look, that (laughs) fucked him up. Yeah, and then he told you to shut the fuck up. He was telling you as you were texting him, but. He said it when the played in the message. It was at a part right when you were talking. So it's like, fuck, that was that was playing with my mind a bit. You're like, bro, what the fuck is Jake actually in communication right now? But yeah, yeah, is no, Jake I, on no, the I, phone? Th- I thought you secretly called him, and it was, ah. and you were and you were waiting for like my reaction to find out. Oh no, this is actually live. But yeah, no, that was that was that was funny. All right, um. Well, not much else to say. I guess we could roll into the CAR. Now so. for something completely different. Yeah. Actually, uh, we'll be back uh, in a second. All right. <clears throat> Finally got back. Got the uh, good CAR up right now. All right, Ed. What did we listen to for the classic album review this week? Well, I'm not sure if this will be a um, what someone would be considered a classic, but we listened to a group called Churches. And the album is called. Oh shit! I didn't write it down. <laughs> the bones of what you believe from. Yes. What, I'm guessing 2013. Yes, it was 2013. I remember that much. So, I, 
So this is the first song. It's called The Mother We Share. So initially, I didn't really know what to expect. The book... Don't worry, I had nothing to say either. I was like, I... Because I reread it a while ago, and I'm like, the book doesn't even accurately describe like what jo- the genre is for the band or what they sound like. But uh, I remember, you know, the song started, and I'm like, oh, cool. I kind of like this. And I was like, oh, hey, something a little different. A little synthy. So this song is kind of short. only a little? <laughs> well... The song is short and sweet. It's nothing like really amazing, but I'm like, but I wrote here, I'm giving it a six out of 10 because in, in the spirit of man, I'm so glad we're taking a break from metal albums. LaMeo, six out of 10. Damn. Oh my God. Thank God. Ain't that the epiphany? <laughs> Us listening to all these thumping hard rock, heavy metal bands. Big thump. Finally something rock. a little different. I know shot. Well, we did listen to Super Tramp last week. We did, yes. And I made you listen. Well, last episode. Last, last episode, week, yeah. Last week. I was <laughs> like, whoa. Calm down. That is not what's going on. Yeah. But either way. So I wrote down that, you know what? This has the chill. The song's chill. And it's got a super solid hook. Yes. And I was like, damn. Are we actually going to get a good album here? Crazy. <laughs> a high 6 out of 10. A total vibe. Hell yeah. Well, just a vibe. Yes. All right, next one. Let's. Next one, let's go. This is called We Sync. The vibe is mellow, but it's groovy, too. The singer really creates... Wait, you think the last song had groove? Well, I mean, it had a little bit, yeah. But Well, wait, no, the last song. I'm saying this song I thought had specifically had groove. Well, maybe a like, lot more upbeat groove. Yeah, that's what, yeah, you know. Uh, the singer I wrote here is I really... I think this all has groove. Well, yeah, but it's just... It was listen, I run, listen, I run out of words sometimes, okay? Yeah. I'm, I don't have a big vocabulary. So, Do you feel sing- threatened by that? The singer is really good at making ear hook and harmonies. I really like her performance throughout the album. I've heard a bunch of gals uh, over the years like you know, sound like her. Uh, so I don't know if she was an influence on them, but I thought she's a, she's well, a real Well, I think Churches was a good size band. So. Yeah, yeah. The song is, again, simple. And, you know, I like I like it, though. Music's interesting, but it's, like, easy listening, too. So I gave, I gave it another six. Sick. Uh, for me, I wrote down, obviously, this one was more up-tempo, or as Ed would put it, groove. It's like groove. <laughs> Swear to God. Sorry, I was just like, groove. That sounds hella cathartic. All this album is groove. What are your thoughts on the song, James? I thought it was a hella catchy, another hella catchy ass chorus, and I gave it a high six out of ten. Another vibe, sick, absolutely sick. That's so sick, dude. That's about to beat my ass on audio right now. This is track three. This song's called Gun. Yeah, this, this song's okay. Didn't blow me away. Like it's fun and dancey, and you know the but the verses for me a little bit to be desired but the chorus was pretty all right it's not a long chorus but it's kind of cool i gave it a high five it's not bad but i would personally say you know what for me if i threw this album on again i'd be like i could skip this one high five so for me i wrote down this i thought this one had this song had some spicy dynamics total seven out of ten a vibe but also i accidentally had to like take a fucking pull off to the side I was just a song while taking a hike. I went and took a piss behind the bush, and I was li- when I was literally done, and I walked around the bush. Some chicks were literally walking up and around the corner. I was like, "Ooh, thank God these chicks did not <laughs> see my fucking cock right now." Oh, 
But yeah, no. I fucked with the song. Pretty hardcore parkour. Speaking of guns. Speaking of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, my little, like, my little uh, pea yeah, shooter. Yeah, dude, you had to you had to hide away. You had to holster your love gun. Yeah, dude, my love gun. All right, so tell me what's good with Tether. This one is called Tether, and I wrote, damn, girl, it's slow dance time. This, this song is a grower, not a shower. I went back later and listened to it, and maybe it's the placement, but, you know, first listen, wasn't, like, super feeling the song. Sonically, it's really cool. I mean, they definitely know what they're doing on a production level. And as a fair man, it picks up in the second half. But for me, it's all right. Uh, I gave it another high five. So, for me, obviously, this was slowing things down a bit. But, man, that bridge, though, does smack. Yeah, yeah. The bridge of the song smacked and willing enough to give me, make me give it a high 6 out of 10. A vibe. Yeah, the song, for sure. It's a, the song, so far, a vibe. Okay, let's check out the bridge real quick. Let's investigate sure. why, why I made this. This is where the song gets great. Yeah, this is the bridge right here. Yeah, yeah, this is where it like I'm starts, guessing. I think. It's all slow. Yeah, you know. Doing all atmospheric. Atmospheric. Yeah. Oh yeah. After how it's been. You know what? I think you still need a two minutes of build up to actually get to it. Yeah, it's but more... but it still sounds cool. Oh yeah, no, it's sick. Alright, next one. Lies. Now this song picked it picked the pace back up. I felt I actually felt bad for the song because it's pretty good, but like, you know, for me, first three to five songs on your record are crucial to how I'm gonna feel about it. Cause this song had to really work for me to pull me back from two songs that I thought were okay. I don't know how to say it other than this song. I don't know how else to say it except this song just had some attitude. And again, it's not that long, and I wasn't bored or offended. So you know what? The song got back to a six. So for me, for lies, lies, it feels like it sh- the song should honestly be filler. But you know what? It's tight. Yeah. So it's tight filler. Six out of ten. A vibe. A vibe. A vibe. Just say. Uh, what's the next one? Under the tide. Under the tide. This one's really cool. This I wrote my exact my notes verbatim. Say it feels like space in the eighties in space. The synths and the bass on this one super killer. This is a this is a uh, I give it a high six. I, I vibe with this one. It's a vibe if it were. So for me, I wrote down yeah, homeboy the this dude that's doing vocals. I was like, it's not the vibe. Bring back the chick. <laughs> Bring back. She is better, but he's not bad. Nah, I'd rather have the chick. TBH. <laughs> I, I have to be serious. Nah, Let's sure, sure. Low six out of ten for me. But either way, continuing on. This is now the song recover. Now did that song recover us? That's what I was gonna say. I wrote here. Well, that's a funny title because this album almost recovered, but then it gave me another filler sounding track. You know, the song does get better, but just from the opening beats and vocals, I was just kind of eh on this one, and I stayed that way. I tried not to be, but here we are. Lyrics are neat, music's fine, but it's another five. Well, for me, I wrote down, yeah, this is a way sicker song, because one, we have the chick coming back and singing it. I'll give you that. Plus, I thought the hook smacks a seven out of ten. Oh, wow. A vibe. What a weird album this is. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a actual... For once, a fucking divide is going on between yeah, you yeah. and me. That like, is I, like, weird. like Super Tramp was kind of one, but it mostly lined up. Yeah, yeah. Here's, that, here's cool. the hook. For me, I was like, yeah, smacks. I fuck with it. Seven out of ten. But you're over there, it's like, 
It's all right. I thought it was filler. Five out of ten. Come on, weird. Well, it's not bad filler. Oh, it's no, it's not bad filler. I was just like chilled and I was like, man, dude, what a weird album. Yeah, I know. Damn, this is crazy. Usually, I feel like I'm the one that's usually more positive on these albums, except the Kiss records. I went scorched earth on the Kiss records. You tried to give Kiss a chance. Maybe. I felt. I don't know. I can't recall. Like shit. Love Gun was probably the worst record that we heard. Love Gun. On, on, sorry, no, sorry. Uh, Lick It Up was probably the worst record we did for the show. No, for you. I thought for the, me. I thought the one with the disco song was way worse. Yeah, but that has I Was Made for Loving You, which is a better song than Love Gun. True. I mean, Lick It Up. Fuck! They have too many songs about sex, James. Well, that sounds like a Kiss problem, not an Ed problem. Go to track eight. Uh, track eight. The Night Sky, or just Ooh. Night Sky. Oh, now here we go. This song I dug. I think this was my favorite off the record, honestly. It's just cool. There's not a bad part in it. And, that bri and the bridge was sick. I gave this one a seven. So for me, I wrote down, not bad. It's a driving song, but also kind of flew by. I totally was like spacing out on this one. I was like, mm. I gave it a six out of ten. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. That's right. Oh, yeah, I didn't know why. I was like, I was like, well, the song starts off, and I realized, oh, I think it does slow down. I was like, all right, I'm going to move on. Next song, Science slash Visions was good. It's another all right track. Like, once everything comes in, it's cool, but I see you laughing. Did you like this one? Yeah, I wrote down shit. That was a really fun track. Light 7 out of 10. I gave it a 5. Oh. <laughs> five. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. This is weird. Super Tramp Kings of Yacht Rock. You were just like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it except for maybe that keyboard solo or whatever. Oh, and, uh, and the scooter song. But but this is the record where you're just like, you know what? I'm in a good mood listening to this record. Yeah, I'm in a solid mood. While you're like, I give this a five. I'm like, I give this seven. Two scores over. Bro, what? <laughs> tell me what's good with you. Uh, <laughs> You tell me what's good with you. This album, I guess. Fucking hiking, trying to trying to hide your love gun from ladies, you know. Well, yeah, like I'm supposed to whip out that thing in nature. No, you of, shouldn't. Yeah, no, I'm trying to hide it. Try to also class take a piss. A felony, I think. I don't need a felony, bro. <laughs> yeah, five. Uh, let's go to the next one. <laughs> no, it's the same. No, yeah, that was. All right, this one's called lungs. Why don't you start? Me? Yeah. Alright. So, I wrote that. Yeah. This was some filler. High five out of ten. Thank fuck. A vibe above the low kind. Fucking finally. Oh, well, so we, we have... Same, <laughs> same I wrote here, we have officially reached the point of the record where I can start saying confidently more of the same. There's elements in here that could be really good, but the vocal section just feels similar to other stuff we've heard already, and we're over 30 minutes into the episode. I need a little more if you're going to have an album that's 12 songs long, so True. 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. What's you came one? to your senses. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Let's go with this one. By the Trot. By the Trot? Yeah, by the Trot. Finally, a little bit of variation again. I think on its own, I could love this song. But almost 40 minutes in the album, second to last, kind of weakened the impact. But you know what? I feel there's a minimum that this song could be a strong six, light seven. I'm going to stick with the high six, but low key, this was also a real good banger. So for me, I wrote down, I said, this was still a hella catchy song, but my brain is getting exhausted at this point. <laughs> I think this album needs to start wrapping up. So I gave it a six out of 10. It's a vibe, yeah. but it's kind of dying or I'm dying. Hard to say here. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right, now then, to the last song. You caught the light. You caught the light. Sounds like a Disney song. It's ballad time ish. I really, ish. I really like the initial elements at play in this track. Creates a good atmosphere. It's like a, it's a slow mellow. Well, I wrote Groover, but I don't know if that's the, uh, a slow mellow Groover, and I just liked it. It's arguably the most unique sounding song on the record, especially considering we're playing all the songs back to back. Um, Longest to it, like five some minutes, which isn't probably that long, but it's long for this record. And I really liked it. It won't sound immediately apparent if you hadn't listened to the record and you're just listening to us, but I actually gave this one another seven. It's dreamy and moody, and I liked it. So for me, I wrote down, oh God, the beginning is slow. And then I wrote down, damn, this is such a boner killer. Low five out of 10. It killed my vibe. I swear. I'm like, and this is the song that finishes the album. It is, I, I yeah. was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, great. I was like, damn. I mean, hear that shit they're doing with the guitar? It's cool. Um, I guess there's some guitars, metalhead. <laughs> Ed's... <laughs> your eyes roll in the back of your head. You know so what? out of a score, everybody, I tallied up my score. Did you guys know I do that? I don't know if I've said it before. I think you do it. Out of, a, aware. Sc- out of a score of 120, this uh, this record gets a 69. Yeah, nice. That's crazy. So this kind of music isn't like one of my like top three or five probably go-to genres, but just because they're the biggest name I could think of like as a comparison, I'm a huge fan of like Birthday Massacre, who these guys kind of remind me of in spots. These guys are more kind of like indie and less on the rock side of things, whereas Birthday Massacre is more on like, you know, goth, you know, goth rock and shit. But I, I dug this album. They have since. Yeah, yeah. I uh, This is a band that I could kind of see myself liking, you know, if I, if I ever remember to put in the time to listen to them. This record gets my stamp of approval of, you know what? It's solid. Or it's James kept saying, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. To say. A lot of it's just like, I'm sitting here just vibing out. There's still hella catchy hooks, but it's like, yeah, it's so vibe. <laughs> Such a vibe. But you know what's dumb? So I wrote down, I was like, yeah, I was like, that last song kind of killed it for me. But I was like, damn, do the B songs on the special are like way sicker. What oh, really? I, I didn't check those out. I just did the uh, the, the standard well, one. Well, they kind of just started playing. Oh, yeah. That's true. As I was doing the review, and I was like, bro, what the fuck? So, well, that sounds, that sounds Either cool. way, that was the CAR. Good. I say it's good. Fresh breath of air. Oh, I thought say. so too. Finally, some like that was 2010s. a fun record. Yeah, I was like, take me out of this fucking boomer decade. And we're gonna, <laughs> and we're gonna stick rolling with the 2000s as I find our next record here. Sick. Left, right, forward, back, triple D on the attack. See, it's the end of the book, so I keep you know dropping it. So. Sick. Oh fuck! It's an arcade fire record. It's called Funeral. Fuck it. In 2003, the spurious tag emo was a popular way to describe a peculiarly self-regarding and downbeat form of heavy rock. The etymological roots stemming from the word emotional. Yeah. RK Fire's debut showed up this entire subgenre for the emotionally illiterate, self-indulgent, angst-ridden garbage it really is. That year, Wim Butler and Regine Kasanji formed an avant-leaning indie rock outfit in Montreal to experiment in styles ranging from bossa nova to kraut rock. 
but their efforts were galvanized immediately by the death of Chasinge's grandmother and Butler's grandfather within months of each other. The resulting album is a magical realist story of young lovers trying to escape family memories set to an ambitious string-drenched landscape. I'm going to be honest, I don't even know what half that even means. But I do know that RK Fire is a band I've known of forever, and they're decently influential, and, or at least they have a lasting legacy. So if nothing else, that should be interesting. Uh, so what album was it called again? I need Funeral. What? Funeral. Funeral? Yeah, by Arcade Fire. Yeah, that doesn't sound like... That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> Arcade Fire. They're some of the more legendary names in the yeah, dude, indie rock dude, scene. Yeah, dude, it's the popular, yeah, the most popular album. Uh, yeah, yeah. Funeral. Well, listeners, anyone that knows the show, we'll, we'll be back with the main event. So give us one minute. Yep. <coughs> well, I say it's now time for the main event. I didn't even hear you click record. Well, how are you supposed to? Oh yeah, sting headphones. Um, so we're finally here. We're finally at the end. Thank the Lord. Holy God, the show sucks. The show was terrible. Actually, no, that's it. It's yeah, terrible. It's terrible. There's no other nuance I could put on it. Well, was I don't know what much else to say, <laughs> but there's not for much. the listeners. All right, video. Tell us what happened last time on Super Group. So I'll be honest. I I, I mostly on forgot. Super Rock Warriors. Yep. Arrived in Las Vegas. Yep. And they did. A daunting task. Yep. yep. They did that like episode Damn one. Savage animal. Democracy. And performed before a live. Not in Sebastian's heart. They're savage animal. They attacked their mission with a creative fury. Bro, he did not sound that sick by no, Spoiler alert. Spoiler. They were helped by a crack team of professionals. I love it. Like stylists. That's not going to happen. Photographers. They're basically reviewing the whole show. Uh, Actually, series. yeah, this is just the whole show. Guest musicians. Shut the f- door. It sucks. And a team of publicists. Shut the f- out of my room, all right? Sebastian being a baby. Yeah. Their own beat, the band plugged away. At the march their own beat. Jason Bonham being the only person here that had a shred of humanity. Yep. Vegas Entertainment, a fully stocked bar. It's citrus. And citrus. family demands. I'm gonna fuck that light socket. Oh my god, dude, I'm so worried about fucking that light socket. Oh my god. So much PTSD. The one time they like. Oh yeah, this is when Sebastian attacked me. Forcing Uncle Ted to bring the hammer down. No more drinking. Alright? Not even a sip. And get democracy back on track. Show him doing push ups. Now you fuck. It's the final day. Thank God. This recap is going on. It has to recap like six episodes. We don't need to listen to that goddamn intro. No more. Well, either way. Uh, sorry. 
as I like didn't have the mic in my face. <sighs> How did this episode start prior? We open on the last day, day 12. They have Tw- 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, they have 12 hours. They have 12 hours before performance. Everyone's packing up, getting ready. Yeah, to move out of this fucking rent-a-house. The first spoken word of dialogue outside of the recap is Evan Seinfeld saying, I'm so nervous. I can only masturbate so much. It's like, damn, really? Did All we, right. Did we really have to open an episode with that? Thank you, VH. I was like, pause. Stop. Yeah. What? Fucking 20 seconds in. I was like, can you like, can you, can like you just chill? not? Like, I'm fine if that was like 30 minutes in. but Sure. That was like 40 seconds in. <laughs> God, calm down. And Sebastian's doing push-ups. Yep, like Sebastian does. Ten new gen- In front of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not even that. His wife is just walking around, just ignoring him. That was funny. That was a funny visual. Ted Nugent shows up with bags of meat. He comes in saying, I couldn't tell if he said he had the good bits or the good grits. I thought he said, I have the good drip. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, you don't. Wait, what's going on? It's 2006. No one's saying drip here. Well, no yeah. one like Ted Nugent saying drip. Ted Nugent has, yeah. Sebastian, uh, wait, I read that already. Uh, so he comes in with the food and he said, I think he says something to the effect of, I want to make you into fighters. I want Fighters. Yeah, I don't think a big hefty steak before like a like a friggin' good like performance is, might weigh me down a little bit. I wouldn't eat a steak before a show. After I'll though, that. fucking, I'll devour. Oh, bro, it. I'll eat two. Yeah. So I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna stick the meat on the shaft, and we're gonna put the meat out the uh, the shaft on the grill, and we're gonna make animal Boy, noises. I'm hungry, bro. I want steaks. And we're gonna. <laughs> Not gonna lie. And we're gonna make animal noises as we cook our meat to play our primal screaming rock show. I'm like, is that. Was that was that even language? Was that even English? Yo, does he kind of just said a bunch of shit? Yo, does anyone actually like Ted Nugent? Does anyone think this is cool? My mom I was questioning that. My mom doesn't. I was questioning that when we're watching this. I'm like, who actually thinks this is cool? You know, it's funny. This is some of the most dorkiest shit I've seen. You know, it's- I was literally there. If I knew Ted Nugent, I go like, can you just shut the fuck up, bro? I'm trying to think. What of, are you saying? Of a time throughout my life, I've even seen anyone wear a Ted Nugent shirt, let alone like sport the guy. The only people, and this is all saying it, the only people I see genuinely bump Ted Nugent is when they're talking about his uh, his political beliefs more than his music. I, that's my personal experience. Wow. Then Ted says, oh yeah, then Ted cuts up meat that looks like it was already trimmed for him, so literally all he has to do is cut it. Yeah, all he had to do was portion. I bet yeah. Danushka, who is, he's been harassing this whole show, she wasn't even on the show. She didn't you even, mean this episode? This episode. She wasn't even on this episode. Oh, this episode is about them finally hitting the stage and playing some rock and roll. These warriors rock. These war- dude, these five warriors rock and roll coming together to make the Ted, ultimate super group. Ted says he is overloaded with joy and energy, and he says, I've shared campfires with Native American chiefs and dined on honorable herbivores. I'm like, what the fuck are you? talking and i'm about. sitting there i was like please tell me these indigenous people charge them like a thousand bucks for him to like hang oh out and God. feel special i hope they just like milked him 
Tried. Plunged him for every buck. Yo, grab that Ted Utter and fucking squeeze it. Milk yo. that shit, dog. Milk that fucking nerd. Scott Ian says, living with these guys has been awesome, and I want to do, you know, I, I don't ever want this to end. Sebastian then thanks to God. Are you sure rock. about that? I think you want your privacy. I think you want to get frisky with your wife in your own New York apartment. All Sebastian right. then thanks the gods of rock and roll for bringing them together. Riveting conversations, everybody. Six. Yeah. Then we just cut like that. James didn't even catch it. We didn't have just a transition cut. Six hours till the concert. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, wait, no, no. I was like, 45 minutes till sound check. I was like, wait, what, what happened to like the last 11 hours? Yeah. What happened? No, but six hours. It was still daylight out. Yeah, six hours. All right, we cut to six hours. We've now like cut through half the day. What's up? And then the PR peeps show up. Um, Oh, God. I was like, no, Valerie and the other homie. I think his name's Jay. Jay, Valerie, please don't. And they they All I want, they're going (laughs) to knock on the door and Sebastian's going to be all like, "Uh." Yeah, no, yeah, no. He they they knock on the door. They come and he he's I think he says something like, what do you want? Like, can you just try? Dude, not even a second in. And then, so they're like, yeah, we want to do some press for, you know, the band and the process of the show. And we wanted to get gauge your questions on something. And they're just like, you know, what do you, uh, what do you think of your experience with the band and stuff? And Sebastian, just like this, he goes, yeah, it's cool. You know, there's just a lot of legal things going on that we'll need to sort up with, you know. I no, came yeah, with- they asked the question, what do you think of the future of the band when future, we were like, yeah. talking about the press? And he's like, well, I don't know who owns the name because I came up with the name Democracy. I don't want to have it with another Skid Row situation. And I was like, Ed, pause. <laughs> what? Did the homie, like, join the band later after it was already named? Hold it. Pause. And we researched it, but... Not then when we continue pressing play. Yeah. Not only was he their second singer, but two years after this show, and then eventually in 30 seconds, he literally says word for word in this interview, he says, when I joined Skid Row, when I joined the band, it was already named Skid Row. I did not name it. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm like, are these <laughs> the producers making you look this dumb? Stop it. Sebastian then tells them, he doesn't say it like this, but he's basically communicating to them he believes Doc is the one that screwed him in Skid Row. And he feels... It's like, damn, the only fucking plot, this plot point just won't end with the show. Thank God. Last episode. And and he feels like he's being screwed now, which can I be honest with you? Can I paint the picture? Yeah, go for it. That's literally how it went. They went and asked him, hey, what's you think of the future of the band? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, we just need to figure out some stuff because I came up with the name and everyone's running it. Just like uh, my last band did for 10 years. I'm like, wait, that is an abrupt shift. And then, it, they, like you said, they rehashed this bullshit with Doc McGee again. Oh, Doc. <sighs> so. Can like Doc just not, can Doc be left alone? All right. So then they go to Doc to tell him this. And Doc says, yeah, he wasn't an original member. So I'm like, okay, good. They acknowledge that. And he doesn't say this directly, but he's basically like the situation is stupid. Sebastian's being stupid and Mm -hmm. you could just see it in his eyes Doc really really wants to stop talking about this and not be involved I was like bro this is dumb (laughs) fucking come on Darius Rucker made more money than this nerd (laughs) over here he still makes money he's still their manager damn right he still manages them and the Scorpions wait is Darius Rucker still in Hootie and the Bluefish I wouldn't know but 
even still, I'm pretty sure Hootie will give you a good payday. No, better than what, Sebastian Bach? Better than Skid Row. Skid Row. So, Doc goes to talk to Sebastian about this for like the third time in this whole show. And Sebastian says he thinks Doc has something against him. It feels like there's a wall there. But Doc says, listen, I didn't deal with the Skid Row stuff. And And then Sebastian says, well, neither do I. I just am Skid Row. Scott looks at Sebastian and he just has this look in his eyes and face that screams to me that he hates talking to this man. Like, absolutely. Dude, I just wrote down, like, pause. (laughs) Did the homie say he is This is the third time we've had to pause in like five, in like five. The show hasn't even been on for five. Yeah, Yeah, it was eight minutes. minutes. I was like, we stopped so much. I'm like, we're not going to make it through this this episode. (laughs) Just can't. There's always something where it was like, Pause. Pause. What did he say? What? No. Fucking dumb. Or it's like, I need to hear that again to make sure that this stupid asshole said that. I'm not just levying that at Sebastian. I'm saying that also for Ted. There was actually decently minimal Ted in this episode compared to other episodes. Which Thank was, God. Which I was appreciative of. So then Doc- Well, we had all the Ted in the opening. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, we had enough right there. So then Doc says, listen- Whatever this band is, he says, we're going to split everything five ways. And Sebastian's like, I gave you the best years of my life. When I met you, I thought. <laughs> Homie's like, hey, democracy is different from Skid Row. You actually started this band. You actually named this band. Yeah. Uh, Skid Row, you didn't. So shut the fuck up already. And when I met you, I thought it was like, there's no me without you. I thought it was forever. And Doc <laughs> is like, oh, my. You're not my wife. I'd rather be selling <laughs> drugs in 198 back in 1982 than deal with you. <laughs> it explains where he got the money for those shiny teeth. So then, and Doc is like, listen, you made yourself, and we knew we could, that you could win. That's why we bet on you. So he placated it. So he was a manager and placated this rock star's ego, and Sebastian Bach left that conversation satisfied. Good. Cool. So then... Oh, and, Sick. And, and now 45 minutes to sound check. Like, God, they are just busting towards that finish line. Evan, oh my God. Then Evan Seinfeld gets on Evan. some bullshit. He's yelling at his wife, Tara Patrick. He's like, every other word out of his mouth is just beep, 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 beep. I was like, and when I'm sitting there, I was like, yo, what's this bald bitch bit, bitching about right now? Yeah, he's just like, come on, we gotta go. We gotta fucking go. We just gotta fucking go. We gotta fucking go. Yo, get, get in the, the limo. Fuck out of, and get in the limo. Let's get out of here. And they don't give a clear reason yet. Yeah, we eventually find out. They So every then everyone else gears up, heads out. They show up and we see a woman who I think her name was Jewel Ford, but it was spelled like J-U-E-L. Yeah, you're talking about when they actually arrived to the venue? The venue, yeah. Yeah, I know. They arrived to the venue. Evan doesn't. She says she flew in. Oh, my God. The fucking Sebastian Bach super fan. She says she's had about four hours of sleep between three days, and she's still psyched, and she's psyched to see Sebastian. And Sebastian then informs us he refers to his fangirls or groupies as Bacaroonies. And I wrote down, this person's not real. I hate this This man. person's a plant. No one else is there <laughs> like that. This is like the only Baccaroonie. Baccaroonie. Macaroonie, Baccaroonie, let's go. That might be worse than the Low Gang. I don't know if it's worse than Jake Paulers, 
but I think that might be worse than Logan. I think it might be worse than Logan. So then, by the way, this woman has a tattoo of him that she drew herself on the back of her shoulder. And she's like, yeah, we've met before. I saw you at this show, this show. And he's like, oh, really? Wow, dude, he sick. doesn't remember at all. And then another dude comes up and he's just like, he's like, hey, man, long time no see. He's like, oh, I met you. <laughs> just like these poor fucking fans. Then we find out where everyone went. You see, he tells the camera people, he's like, I've been having a camera up my ass for like 13 days. Now so I have the camera in his, up in his ass. Which, by the way, he isn't he a porn star? And he's a musician in a semi-upward profile band who's done a lot of music videos. What the fuck does he care for if he has a camera on him? Yo, I need to actually have a day to like relax. Like, give me like a couple hours to relax, decompress. While talking to a camera. <laughs> Does he only like being and decompressing <laughs> while with a camera? Does he only like being on camera if he's playing music or he has his penis out? Uh, Yeah. And unfortunately, he's like, all right, I've had like, what was it? 14 days? 13, he said. Thir- I've had 13 days of cameras at me and not have my dig out. All right. This is not this is not how it works. He says, I want to f- hang out in the fucking hard rock, the hotel. And, you know, we have VIP services. I'm going to relax. So he. Yes, he yelled at his wife to hurry the hell up. He so abandoned he get to a hotel. He abandoned everyone to go to this hotel yeah. where he is in a bathrobe. That- yeah, homie went and got a limo yeah. and is now in a bathrobe while everyone rolled up in the van to the venue and have to self sound check. He's in a bathrobe. Yeah, that's actually hilarious. They don't have roadies. Yeah, yeah. He is in a bathrobe that looks like it costs more than my tires playing a PSP. Yep. That was the most dated thing I've seen in this whole show. The PlayStation Portable. And the whole, the rest of this episode, even to now, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, what the fuck would a guy like Evan Seinfeld be playing on the PSP? Because I remember the games I had on the PSP, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not playing Daxter or, or Kingdom Hearts. You know what I mean? It's so God like, of War or Madden. Oh, that's right. Those God of War games. Yeah, yeah. And they, you're right. They did put sports games on there. So... Sound check. Evan is, you know, they're setting up, and like you said, which I didn't write down, but yeah, they have to set up their own gear. These, I guess, they had to set up their own gear. These rock and roll warriors, they didn't get them roadies. I'm like, okay, that is totally them trying to set up a situation for some bullshit. Which then Evan finally rolls up, supposedly forty five minutes, minutes late to sound check. Because he had to be in his little bathrobe in the VIP room in the Hard Cock Hotel playing his PSP. And he says, I've never gone to a sound check. We have roadies. Yeah. Why would I need to go to a sound check? I'm we like, have roadies. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Is the fucking biohazard guy flexing his roadies? <laughs> I guess so. So then Ted bitches at Scott because there's drums in his monitor and he's yelling at sound guys like a prima donna. He tells Doc, hey, go tell that guy to fix this, but he go fix this. He's a fucking asshole. And Doc Larry's just like, no, yeah, because there's a part where he says, tell him to fix it or I'm going home or I'm going to fuck home. And there's a point where Doc looks at him. Ted walks away and then Doc just goes, all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Ted was tripping at like, oh, in the full sound. I'm not hearing a balance. I'm not in the mix too much. What's going on? It's like, it's sound check. You're not playing live right now. <laughs> You're trying to work that. You know, there's monitors. I, I don't have monitors. I'm listening to the room. Yeah. I don't hear balance between with me. I feel lower in the mix. I was like, this fucker is really tripping about the yeah. reflections of the room. 
James, you're a dark nectar, and someone comes up to you and be in there, and they. I don't have. I don't have. Oh, I don't have guitars mic'd up. And they tell you, "Hey, I sound like shit. Fix it, or I'm going the fuck home." What do you do? What? (laughs) What does anyone do in that situation? I'm like, what? So then, most of the did sound guy. I'm sure is like, dude, I don't give a fuck. It's like, yeah, I'm making like I'm making like sixty dollars off this gig. So okay, not that gig. Well, I'm yeah, sure that guy actually gets paid. I'm sure, yeah. Not so me. Then, like, I only I make sixty bucks running a couple mics. But finally, everyone start. Oh yeah, and then and then Sebastian's like Sebastian's like, hey, let's practice. Let's run through Cat Scratch Fever. You know, and they're like, and Scott's like, my shit isn't working. My shit isn't working. Yeah, Cat Scratch Fever. And he just Cat Scratch Fever. And have Scott all angry. He's like, hold it, hold the fuck up. My shit's not working. He turns on amp. It sounds like his fucking usual Scott, his Digitech Scotty in like pedal. <laughs> What the mad grind is like, it sounds like shit. Who said it's up? It feels all wrong. Oh, and you just have Ted going like, <laughs> this nerd with all the pedals. I just plug in straight in the amp and just go, baby. It's just like, yeah, Scott, you, you sound like your Digitech pedal. I, I don't know what's the trip, bro. Cat scratch fever. So, Cat the, but then eventually everyone calms down. Ted's like, he's not meditating, but he's just chilling out. Evan gets a massage from his wife. Sebastian puts on his makeup. Yep. Jason is relatable and mellow by just merely existing. And like, and then we cut outside to see the crowd showing up and like, damn, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. Looks like a couple hundred. And Ted says, Ted talks to the band and he's like, now don't be nervous. Watch the microphone. And, uh, and you know what? If all fails groove out like when you're out there groove like dogs sick sick he's making it talk <laughs> like it's their first show well maybe first show is them as a band but like yeah. them as players i'm actually like, no it's their second show remember they had that little pop-up in yeah. like episode four so <laughs> whatever and then finally the show starts and oh my god yeah i was like finally we're finally at the end the finish line's in sight and, ah. and you said the first thing that happened was sebastian bach t-posed yeah, I thought you said that. Homie yeah. was T posing while they're opening up the screen, and they go into what was the first? Oh yeah, Ace, Ace of, Spades, of Spades. Which are like sitting there is like, oh yeah, I, did you know that they're basically are just a cover band? Yeah, there's one original song. Democracy. It's basically a cover band. He also messed up the first. He 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 also messes up the first lyric. He because. Everyone should know. What's the opening line to Ace of Spades? If you like to gamble, I'll tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. He says, if you like to gamble, I'll tell you how it is. I'm like, call yourself a... F- I almost said a metalhead, but metalhead isn't a metalhead band. But still, I was like, what the fuck, Sebastian? I was, I was like... That's a classic. I guess homie fucked the first line already. <laughs> and you know what? Off to a great start, Sebastian. You know what, though? As a fair man, and you agree with me, too... When it came time for the guitar solo, Ted Nugent sounded all right. I was sitting there, I was like, wow, Ted is actually ripping it and seems sick right now. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there, I was like, you know what would be great? When he doesn't open his fucking mouth that's and what just I, plays guitar. That's what I wrote here. He is a good guitar player. He just needs to not talk. I know. Or talk a lot less. Then they go into TNT, you know, ACDC. Oh, he, your mom was like, no, I'm not hearing him butcher this song. I'm not hanging out for this. Fuck this. You know, this show makes you, because they spend so much time focusing on what assholes they can be, except for Jason, this show makes you forget that these guys are competent musicians. For the most part, they started out. They started out playing all right. Then they go into Youth Gone Wild. 
Sebastian Bach is sounding a lot like Vince Neil on this one. <laughs> I know. Sebastian Bach sounded like he gassed himself out. Then they go into only by anthrax of all the random ass songs. They go into a John Bush era anthrax. And I'm like song. sitting there, I was like, wow, they don't sound dated when playing this song. Yeah. For 2006. I would say it was just funny because that's, you know, one of the more, that's the semi inspired new metal era. So it's like, you know. Then they go into Punishment by Biohazard. I'm like, you know, they do this thing where as they're playing. Yeah, they're playing Bio, yeah, they're playing this Biohazard song, but Ted is noodling over every single bit of the song. He didn't learn the riff. <laughs> I'm convinced remember, he didn't yeah, learn remember the riff. Yeah, remember he's just like, all right, if you don't remember, just groove like dogs. Yeah. That's what he did. Yep. That's what he did, everybody. Uh, now, granted, maybe he took personal offense to the fact that Evan, unlike Scott and Sebastian, were not frothing at the mouth to like lick his boots. So maybe he didn't take it as much responsibility to learn the Biohazard song. But still, he learned the Anthrax song, apparently. I guess so. But there's a, they do this neat yeah, thing. Yeah, but no, you where, just had Evan like, yo, we, we should do a biohazard song. It'd be really sick if we did a biohazard song. Come on. Do a biohazard song. Come on, let's do a biohazard song. But, you know, they do this thing while they're playing their show. They like inject like commentary, talking heads yeah. into it. I'm like, that's kind of neat. That's what this well, show should have been. Bro, we don't need just like them to straight music. Well, yeah, of course. We need them at least having some But that's what I'm saying. I think that's cool. I think they should have jettisoned out some of the drama bullshit shown them working on the music and practicing a little more but interject the talking heads into it i think i think that would have made at the very least a not as shitty show because you know all we ever had was stupid drama or ted going on his bullshit or scott being a geek and then so now we get to stranglehold the whole reason we watch this show yeah oh this one fucking lot i might as well just pull it out okay you might as well pull it up. I am fine with that. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like you could bring justice in describing it? Honestly, no. This is one thing where it's like, you know what? We have to show, well, we have to play for the listeners what Uncle Ted. Yeah. I was, uh, sorry, I got distracted because I got audio. All right, I got it right now. All right, okay. you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I got recording. Check this out. Never mind. <laughs> wait. Did you even t wait? Do you even talk about on the tiles? Well, either way, people, you get to listen to this fucking atrocity out on the tiles. I guess I forgot to write it down. Bro, it was you so write terrible. Yeah, dude, this oh, is yeah. like so terrible. They played because they started playing. Oh, I'm actually glad we get to hear this because. Jason Bonham, son of John Bonham, is going on this thing about how much he misses his dad and how he still talks about him in the present tense and this really emotional thing. But they are butchering this song. Bad. They just sound so off with each other. It's terrible. It's like, God, dude. Anyone linking up right I'm now? I'm not even a Led Zeppelin fan, and I could tell you that was disgraceful. Bro, they like panned to a shot of the crowd, and this chick looks so fucking bored. Like, literally, I that shit must have short, short circuited my brain because I forgot to write it. <laughs> it was fucking bad. We were on that. It was like the fourth song they played. We were like too. sitting there, was like, dude, you gotta bring your mom in. She needs to see how terrible this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, she's like, nah, I'm not getting up. Fuck that. 
Oh, God. It should be coming up, like, right after. Yeah, after this John Bond of Solo, I would say the Out on the Tiles performance was fucking atrocious. I was like, oh, my. Like, here's the Ace of Spades, whatever. They did fine. Yeah. T like, TNT, solid. When they did this Led Zeppelin song, I was like, oh, my God. From the opening note? The level of talent, I guess, is needed to play a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> and these fools do not have it. Oh, listen to this. Yeah, here we go. So basically, Sebastian. That, there. That literally made us watch the show. <laughs> you told, so by her. You texted me. Hey, check out this fucking clip. And you sent that to me. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's going to be the next show. But and then we watched the show. I was like, damn it, fucking Christ, this show sucks. To be honest. That clip's still like pseudo worth it, but also not worth it. Listen, we thought this was going to be like some so bad it's good all the way through. Like how Rock of Love, I would say, mostly was. No, this is bad on This bad. is just bad. This is just bad. <laughs> so... And then, yeah, they, they do all this. To, and then something back to where we are. And then, yeah, made a critical error. <sighs> critical error. And then Sebastian was my guitar masterpiece. And then he said something like, I play it like I wrote it like it's a masterpiece. And I play it like it's a masterpiece. He said something like that. Why are you fucking throwing T-shirts during my guitar solo? It's during like my guitar masterpiece. It was like my my fucking guitar masterpiece. Why are you fucking with my masterpiece? Like damn, I was like Who dude. talks like that? Uh a Ted Nugent. Uh yeah. I wouldn't even expect that shit from Richie Blackmore. Like he says that and I'm like, "Ted, do you hear yourself?" No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So <Nah>. then <laughs> So then Sebastian then asked the crowd if any of them watch, quote unquote, that fucking piece of shit, American Idol. And then when they respond, he says, I don't have to because I am a fucking idol. Like, and then they play their original song. They, oh, dude, that original song by the band Democracy. And it's called Take It Back. And oh, my God, he sounds so winded and terrible singing it. I'm glad you said that because I wrote here, Sebastian is gassed. Oh, and he also says, yeah, I think this song will be what, what we're all remembered for, you know, by the time when we're long gone. Ain't that poetic. Dead, James. Dead. This will be their legacy. This song. Did it have democracy and this show. Oh. You know what? That I don't, song and this show. I would feel bad if this was Sebastian Bach's only legacy. I would not mind if this was Ted Nugent's only legacy. Dude, the fucking kicker. Is that after they played a song, it's like, that song had the best reaction out of them all. That is a fucking lie. Yep. It has to be. I'm convinced. I saw it for myself. That is a fucking lie. Then they play Sin City by ACDC, and I'm like, you know, you were right, James. Just watching them play is really boring. Yep. <laughs> they, I was like, watch Because it's just a cover band. Yeah. It's a super group cover band. Yeah. God, then Sebastian comes out. Literally, you could go find other people just doing a perfectly adamant job too, just down at the corner on Saturday night. Totally. Just say. Then Sebastian comes out with a quote unquote bottle of whiskey. Oh, comes out with a bottle of whiskey, which obviously I remember from previous episodes of Conflict. 
They don't like Sebastian drinking any type of liquor. Sebastian becomes an animal. Yeah. A savage, a savage animal, animal. Almost, you could say. Basically, becomes an annoying piece of shit and yeah. unbearable. And it's like, yeah, can you not do that? If you keep doing that, we'd rather, you know, do something else with our lives. Basically. But then he reveals to the audience, oh, yeah, it's iced tea. Ha ha. You can get joked on. He says, I'm After a... After you had, like, Ted going, what the fuck? And you had Evan going, what the fuck? What the fuck? You're what the fuck? He's about to come to blows. I can see why Skid he got kicked out of Skid Row. And it's like, nah, you got trolled. Ha ha ha. I'm oh. a trained professional, he tells us in the talking head. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess acting on the Gilmore girls, he fooled them. Ted and Evans dumbasses. And finally, Cat Scratch Fever to close it out, quote unquote. Quote unquote. But there was actually one more song they played. They played Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Oh my, but we do you, not need them playing another Led Zeppelin song. But that must have been really terrible because they didn't even show it on the broadcast. Yeah. So then uh, Sebastian's closing thoughts are basically, oh my God. Oh yeah. Something like Democracy comes around in once a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, there hasn't been one since, so thank the Lord. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, this, then Sebastian, and then, you know, they're on stage, you know, and Sebastian introduces everyone. He and uh, Scott Ian had the uh, biggest pops. So basically the crowd cared for them the most. No one gave a fuck about Evan. Yeah. People were like, oh, wait, who? Wait, oh, wait Jason Jason Bar- Oh, uh, what? Oh, like John Bonham? Okay, Ted Nugent? Yeah, cool. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, the Cat Scratch Fever dude. Yeah. And it's like, hell yeah, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Kick ass. Scott Ian. Woo. Anthrax. Yeah, dude. I just showed you like, wow. Showed you uh, what Raw these- war. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, how does it feel Scott Ian had more star power than Ted Nugent? You know what? That, well, re- whole, that Like, the- this whole show was just him fucking dick riding Ted Nugent. That made me like Scott Ian again a bit. So then they go backstage and some promoter dude named Charlie Brusco comes in. He's like, yeah, man, let's take this on the road. And everyone meant everyone's just talking about how cool this was and how great the experience was, even though half the show they were all bickering at each other or we were talking about Sebastian's drinky problems or his daddy issues or they were being rude to people doing their job or Ted Nugent was being sexist to Danushka or everyone was just being loud, annoying assholes. But no, they, they, they play some nice music and have a montage of the show, them rocking out, having fun and them hugging each other. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go actually fuck yourself. The show was a piece of shit and I hated it. There are some other things though. Just Sebastian and then Sebastian's final words are, yeah, Ted Nugent's my dad now. You know what? Rock and roll is a beautiful thing. Oh, this is why. For some reason, my notes on Out in the Tiles went to the bottom of my notes. What? I literally wrote Out on the Tiles by Zeppelin, dot like 800 dots. James, you want to describe how this sounded? <laughs> well, we did. We did. We showed it. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I'm glad the show's over with. I learned nothing. I took nothing away. And except for Jason Bonham, I think less of everyone involved than I did before we started. Yep. Thanks, VH1. Thank you, VH1. What are your final thoughts on Supergroup? Well, my final thoughts on Supergroup was, oh my God, this show sucked. No wonder it fucking tanked. This is one of the most boring shows. Obviously, it took us a fucking long time to review. But I can tell you, I was not clamoring to get to the next episode. These are some of the worst characters. Now, now, now. 
Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I get it. Maybe these people played up to the camera. Sure. Maybe these people came up with characters for just a show. But I hated these characters. Yes. It. I, I was so ready for the show to be over. You're not likable. Yeah. Uh, you they're can not fuck bad off. At, they're not badass rebels. They're not badass rebels. They're just more a bunch of fucking crybabies. <laughs> divas, Dude, prima donnas. D- yeah, they're more like fucking divas and prima donnas than badass rebels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a fucking stylist, the PR people that are trying to hold us down. It's like, no, they're trying to make people actually give a fuck about your stupid little cover band. Yeah. Which in turn, obviously, thank God that there was enough star power for people to kind of give a fuck to fill in a 300 capacity club. Yeah. And that you guys did a performance and butcher some Led Zeppelin songs terribly. Don't forget, this is also the Damn, same. Damn, dude. I wish we saw heard a whole lot of love. That would have <laughs> been, who knows? That could have been so atrocious because actually people know that song. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you no one in that audience had probably listened to Out in the Tiles. Or barely heard of or it. Or barely heard it, yeah. Yeah, no, and don't forget, this is the same group of people who I think even Jason Baum got a little tiffed, but they didn't spend a lot of time on it when they showed that one producer dude that they flew out Doc McGee for to talk to for 15 seconds of screen time, that when he heard their original songs, he's like, this sounds dated, and they got so offended. Yeah. (laughs) They ranted and raved. And I was like, what do you suspect with the people that you have in this room? And honestly, I think the bigger problem is Ted Nugent. Like, genuinely, not just because I don't like the guy, but, like, he throws a wrench into everything. Everyone else could have worked with each other. But Ted Nugent is a rock guy. Everyone else, and, yeah, sure, Jason Bonham is, but he's just like a fucking John Bonham. He could adapt to anything. Yeah. Ted could not adapt to them. And on top of that, he was a terrible person. And probably the least favorite thing on the show. At least Evan was funny. Because he was a Evan sh- was funny. He's a short tatted bald ba- man. Sebastian Bach shit. is the only like plot it was the only thing that like carries the That's plot. The thing too. It felt more like the Sebastian Bach show. Yeah, but when every time Ted Nugent came on, it was just like, Bro, who are you? What is this character? You know what that tells You're, me? No one's real. You're not real. <laughs> that tells me that these producers thought Ted Nugent was the draw. So I think that's why they put so much focus on him. But then realize, wow, he sucks. Yeah, he does. He's like anti-charisma. I think that's why they let people... Except when he actually noodles on the guitar. You yeah. sit there, you're like, fuck, you're ripping, bro. It's like, but yeah, then when, when, you yeah open when he plays your, guitar, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's why you made money. Yeah, but then when you open your mouth, start talking about warriors and doing indigenous <laughs> like rituals. And hunting. And, like, and I was like, hey, uh, can you just shut the fuck up and get back on the guitar already? Yeah. Poor Favor. Bro, the PR people had more personality than these fuckers. They were more, I said this. Well, more likable personality. Yeah, I said this last episode, but them and all the people that they gave a hard time to. Or John dude. They were relatable. They were sympathetic. And honestly, I understood their situations way more than these rockers. Yeah. Except Jason was a sweetheart. Jason was the best. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about Jason. Jason plays in Led Zeppelin and he acts like he plays in Led Zeppelin. Yeah. He carries like these people act like they play in like C tier fucking all right level bands. Well, okay. Scotty was humble, but Scotty was such a dick writer for fucking Ted Nugent. (laughs) Yeah. Just to find out he has more star power than Ted Nugent. I'm like, dang. 
The irony. Think about it. Scott Ian's done more stuff. He's been in more bands. He's been on TV more. Dude, I don't know if you remember. VH1 used Fucking to get- love this bald ass head. They got him for everything. Even if it was shit like, oh yeah, top, you know, it was like top 100 one hit wonders from the 80s. He was on like half of the behind the musics. You know, he was on that metal show like three or four times. VH1 Love Scotty. This was probably the beginning of that working relationship. Yeah. Or at least into it. I mean, and they, they like used Scottie to him on those things were fine, but Scotty on the show fucking was a suck. Yeah, was such a fucking nerd. It was like, dude, you're like the nerd I don't want to hang out with. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I literally would be fucking stiff arming you at my show. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hey, you're Scotty and cool. Can you like move out of the way so I can get this mic in front of Go back of to listening to Cheap Trick, you nerd. Yeah. Hey, yo, fucking nerd. Hey, go back to plastic guitar. We want to hear those mosh riffs. We don't want to talk to bam, you. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, no, that's... It was, oh my, you know, and like I said, at least Evan was funny. Like, there were some times where I'm Evan like, okay. Evan just gags. Evan, yeah. we made like, just like, because Evan's like, I'm the tough tattoo porn star. And in terms, we can crack bad jokes of yeah. like, I'm the tough tattoo porn star. But this is also the same fucking diva as like, I need to decompress before my show. I've been with these people in the same house for like I want VIP days. service in my bathrobe and my PSP. It's like, I want VIP service in my room. I need to just sit there in a robe with my PSP. And I'm like, this is the same big PP tattoo tough guy. Sebastian attacked me. What a me. fucking diva. <laughs> Sebastian attacked me. Just, no. Nah, yeah, actually, yeah, dude. Fucking Evan was the biggest fucking diva. No, yeah. Yeah, see, uh, what, 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 what was Sebastian was a prima donna, but Evan was a diva. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck the show. But our fucking reviews of people with stupid egos is not over yet because next time <laughs> I've been holding this off. So there was a new season of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go through all the episodes, but there's the episode of about of 2000 Bats, Bats, Bash at the Beach. Yes. Which I heard it's mostly just a fucking ego off of e of Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, two wrestling personalities where everyone sit there and goes, yeah, you can see why the company died. They, these people care about more of their egos than their actual jobs or trying to make money. Yeah. It so it's not over yet. <laughs> Here's it's the not thing. over yet. Here's the thing. But these are egos on docu on freaking doc uh, like on uh, a document documentary or yes. documentation format. This ain't characters. This was real Here's time. The thing. I've heard interviews with Sebastian Bach, and he just seems like a fine lad. Yeah. He sound he comes off like a guy. He's a metal guy in a metal band, and he loves rock and music. He's a nerd for rock and metal. He's a nerd, and yeah, he's a high, he was at a like high profile. He was point the president life. of the Rush fan club in his hometown. Yes. So there's parts of Sebastian. Here's the thing, wrestling. And honestly, Sebastian Bach also was in Gilmore Girls. Yes. And was also in Trailer Park Boys. Yes. So actually, Sebastian Bach has done some work. To me, the key is wrestling egos. To me are just usually funnier. Like, when music people have their egos, they say shit that's, like, weird or dumb or cringy or pretentious, but when wrestling people have egos, they either say stuff that's surprisingly poignant or it's just completely ridiculous that I get something tangible out of it. When when someone like Ted Nugent's popping off about his worldview or his view of other people himself, I'm like, okay, whatever, old man. But when a wrestler does it, I'm like, I'm just infinitely more entertained i would literally rather hang out with vince russo than i would with ted nugent oh god that's actually going yeah i think i'd be fine with vince <laughs> russo would be funny so to end off the show sure let's check out a gilmore girls performance 
by Baz himself. Oh, no. This is actually a, like a meme-worthy thing. Sorry, there's a fucking add-on, so... Of course there is. I'll just slice the ad. I oh, never mind. I don't need to. Came in perfect time. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Sure. So, I don't know if you heard about this. Quality performance of Baz himself on Gilmore Girls. I guess this is like a moment where, like, one of his bandmates... Yes, I guess that was a plot where characters have it. Do you know anything about Gilmore Girls? Because I know I absolutely nothing. Oh, He's in his suit. The fucking Stratocaster. Bro, I'm like shocked you're not recognizing the song. No, I know the song. That's why I'm like... <laughs> Ain't no Hollaback girl. There was and he's on Broadway. Yes. With a credited actor. He has been in he has been in a not counting documentaries. He has been in And yeah. He's been in not counting a documentary he did. He's been um well it was archive footage. He's been in eleven movies. He has look look at look at his fucking TV list. Look at all these credits. Damn, that's crazy. And specifically, oh, he was in a SpongeBob episode. He played Triton. He was even on the Eric Andre show. But like when I go down, oh, here, that sounds great. Fuck him getting fucked with by Eric Andre. Oh god, he was on Hell's Kitchen last year. Last year. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, uh, but when I go down to uh, Gilmore Girls, he was in he was in thirteen episodes. Damn. Uh, he and he's been in every special they've done, and they've done quite a few. But and he's been in four different theater productions. Two of them are different Jekylls and Hyde, where he played Jekyll and Hyde. That sounds awesome. Could you imagine Sebastian Bach as Jekyll and Hyde? Well, we will look that up once we end the show. Yeah, and then the other one was Rocky Horror Picture Show and Jesus Christ Superstar, where he played Jesus. Again, that sounds awesome. Damn, I guess he had. Some leading roles. That is crazy. You know what I'm well, not, last thing I'll end the show on? The consistent theme here is everyone in the show is cooler than Ted. Yes. Well, everyone, this was the Triple D Radio Show with their hosts, James and Edward. I hope y'all have a good one. Adios. Adios.